You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Icons, Harlem Renaissance in Motion, a classical theater of Harlem production in collaboration with the Venus Radio Theater. My name is Ty Jones, the producing artistic director of the Classical Theater of Harlem, and I am delighted to be presenting this wonderful and important monologue series. CTH commissioned playwrights to create seven original monologues based on figures from the Harlem Renaissance. The monologue you are about to hear is written by Onya Kanchi Iwu and is entitled, Where is Nina May? It's March, 1949 in Harlem, New York. Rain is coming down outside something awful. Nina Mae McKinney is 36 years old as she stands outside Jimmy Monroe's apartment. Please enjoy Where is Nina Mae? trying to catch you balls deep in some white woman you're gonna buck wild for just because she let you light her cigarette. I'm not jealous now. I know our arrangement. Jimmy, you sleep? Stupid motherfucker. How you call me, then tuck yourself in? And I told you about locking that door, Jimmy. There's crazy motherfuckers in this neighborhood. They'll come inside here and cut you up like a meatloaf. And I won't stop them. Got me hollering. Whole time the door was unlocked. Got my face hot and silly for nothing. You hungry? Jimmy! Jimmy, you better be dead because I know you're not high again. Jimmy, you are high again. Of course you're high again. Why do you insist on shooting up every time I come over? I don't even know why I bother doing my hair. I know I'm going to be sleeping on it anyway, reading whatever you got on your bedside table while I wait for you to come to, selfish motherfucker. Soon as you hear my heels clacking up the steps, you pick up that needle. Don't bother calling me again. I won't answer. I'm done with you, Jimmy Monroe. You're fired. Fired. I hate you. I'm done. Don't laugh at me. This isn't funny. This is no way to treat a lady, Jimmy. Every day I'm in the Paris. Over there, they know how to treat a colored girl like a lady. 
They know how to hold her hand out of limousines and put their tailored coats over puddles so she doesn't have to get her heels wet. I'm a lady. I'm getting old, Jimmy. I have no business traveling in the rain for no man. Not even my manager, ex-manager, shooting up while my career is spiraling down the goddamn drain. Jimmy! Should be sending a car to my spot. I know that's how you pick up white women. I bet you don't have them calling cabs and fighting through the rain to come to you. I'm a lady, Jimmy. I'm a lady who came to get fucked and do business. And you over here slobbering like a dog. I bet that's why Billy left you. You're a no good, sorry dog. Well, I'm not like Billy. I won't be jealous, but I have standards. You didn't even put the heater on. You don't treat me like a lady anymore. I'm tired. I wanted you to rub my feet. I had such an awful day. You were supposed to make me feel better. I had that audition today for that Xanic picture sent to me. One of those race problem films. You didn't tell me they have a white woman playing a colored woman in the picture. Jean Crane. Plain Crane. Yes, she got the lead. And she's supposed to play a colored woman? Hell, I thought they'd at least call one of those high yellow girls to play her. One of the few lead roles floating around for a colored woman, and they gave it to a white woman. I tell you, I almost blew my top. What does that Ingrid Bergman wannabe know about playing a colored woman? They're calling it Pinky. I told Kazan, that dumb motherfucker who calls himself a director. I told Kazan, why are you naming this picture after something silly like a small finger? He said... Nina, it's got to do with her skin. She's not white. She's colored, and her color is pink. Pink. White people want to be white until it doesn't do them any good. Suddenly, when they want something we have, they're pink. I tell you, Jimmy, all these directors are fatheads. <sighs> I said, and she's the best girl you saw for the role? He turned to me, looked at me like I was a bug on the wall. He said, she's decent. Decent. White women get to be decent. I had been more than decent all my life. And look where that got me, running in the rain to audition to be an angry, bitter old whore. But I guess it isn't a maid, right? Thank you. I got the role. I took it. You were right. I needed the dough. I'm not proud of myself. Do you have any booze left? Hmm. I'm just gonna have a swallow. A Catholic sip. I've been thinking about what you said when you first met me that I'm too beautiful to ever drink, that I was a beauty you hate to see spoil, and if I ever find myself low enough to start drinking, you'd stop me. Well, stop me. <laughs> Go ahead. Stop me, Jimmy. Damn. Oh, damn, you're high as a kite. That means you won't mind me finishing this off? I'm not gonna get drunk. I refuse to. If I do, I'll hide it well enough that you won't know the difference. I've been blessed to be the kind of drunk where my conscious self folds up and keeps quiet. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said this was my first drink today. I'm not a drunk. I'm not. I just need to soften up. Mm. 
In the audition, Kazan kept telling me, get harder, get louder, get angrier. I kept reading the lines again and again. He told me, you sound too sophisticated. You gotta sound different from Pinky. Talk like colored folks talk when they think white folks aren't listening. Act regular. It reminded me of one of those fathead critics who were yapping that nonsense after I did Sanders of the River. They said Paul Robeson and I were too sophisticated to play Africans. Paul. Now that was a colored man. A man who was a poet and protector. Educated. Wouldn't come home to him high out of his mind. That's why you can't fuck like he can. I never told you this, but when we're going at it, I mean, really going, the only thing that'll set me off is remembering Paul. Don't act like you don't think of Billy sometimes when we're doing it. Strange fruit hanging. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. Don't laugh at that. Anyway, they told me in the papers I was too sophisticated to play an African. But where are the roles for a sophisticated colored woman? The white women are taking them. Well, I read as Rosalia for Pinky. I'm supposed to be some whore mad that her man gave away her money to Pinky. I didn't want to be in that room, Jimmy. I didn't want to be angry, but I did it. I screamed and hollered my lines like a baby on fire, like a woman yelling deep out of the belly of some woods where no one can hear her scream. I let myself go buck wild, get bitter. I felt anger and rage built up in my hand. I wore it like a mitt. He had me hit Jean, you know, to play out the scene from the picture. <laughs> and I hit her for real. <laughs> I did. I still, I can still feel her face in my hand. She cried and my body almost apologized as a reflex, but I stopped myself. I wasn't sorry. I was powerful. I said, let's go again. Kazan said, that's enough now, Nina. You got it. You got any food? I'm starting to get a stomach. I'm not pregnant, if that's what you think. I don't know what's wrong with me. I keep eating like I'm about to die, like every meal might be my last. I spend all day thinking about the leftover chicken or pie in my fridge. Then I come home and tear at it like a wolf. I keep trying to keep off the weight. Ethel said it's the weight, not just the age, that makes them start to see you as a maid. But something about having to keep off the weight makes me want to eat more. Maybe I've just given up. I bet that's why you still keep me around, right? I've given up. You have no competition. I bet that really makes your heart swell. It's always the cheaters that can't stand their women being with anyone else, business or otherwise. Well, don't flatter yourself. You're the only person who seems to believe I won't be a maid. Sometimes that's enough to keep you.
Don't you wish it was that easy for colored women? Playing a white woman? They should have invited Hilda Sims in there. Now that's a colored white woman. But then again, I didn't need her showing me up. All these new little colored girls running around with so much confidence, forgetting whose shoes they're fitting into. I was here first. I wore the shoes when they didn't fit, so why should it fit them? You know what? I'm rehiring you, Jimmy. Strap up. Yes, I have a plan, you see? You'll like it because you're a lie and a crook. I want to play white women from here on out. I'm serious. No more whores and maids. No more fighting for scraps. I want to play white women. I'm not saying I want to be a white woman. I want to play white woman. All you have to do is get me in the room, Jimmy. Give me her script. I'll sound like her. Walk like her. Hold my hands like hers. Hold my hands like I'm a white girl with a secret. Bat my eyes and float through life. I won't have anger living in my throat or resentment clogged in my spine. I won't be old or tired or bitter or broken. I'll wear my hair straight, let it flow like pond water. I'll make my eyes blue like stove fire. I'll be charming, delicate, clever, mysterious, desired. I want to be unexotic. Don't bring me any more of those colored woman roles. It better say on the script, white woman. Don't call me if it doesn't say it. I don't care if they never let me in the room. I'll stand out in the hallway and act out the scene. I don't care if they never hand me a script. I'll open my mouth and Rita Hayworth will just fall out on the carpet. I can do it. I've done it. You know better than anyone that I've done it. They just won't let me. I see the most average, an extraordinary white woman get to be leading ladies. I'm not average. I'm just colored. I'm extraordinary. Folks should be fighting through the rain to see me. They should be begging me to be in their pictures. Ever since I was a little girl, I feared being unremarkable. And I chased that. I chased it like a dog that has no business in my yard. I learned to dance, sing, act, and be everything they told me to be. Everything I loved. I've never been ordinary. But maybe if I was, it wouldn't hurt so much. I'm scared, Jimmy. Help me. Be a crook. Help them see me. I feel smaller every day. Look, I'm shrinking. <laughs> it's been a while since I felt delicate. Tonight, hold me like you hold your other women. The young and dumb girls who have never been changed by anything. Play in my hair. Tell me lies like I don't know any better. I don't like being wise to it. I don't like knowing everything the world is doing to me. <laughs> it's lonely. I miss when I was just grateful. <laughs> Sixteen and senseless. I'm too old to be grateful. I deserve everything I have and there is no other emotion I have to give back for it. And I don't have much to give. I don't have half of what I deserve.
And what's there to be grateful for? I'm running out of time. Jimmy, just get me in the room. I'll show them. You know I'll show them. And they won't be able to forget it. They won't be able to say no. Carrie Young as Nina Mae McKinney. End of play. Listen, on behalf of everyone here at the Classical Theater of Harlem, we thank you for listening. We've got some great people to thank. First off, Sean Renee Graham, Literary Director of Programs. Betty Shamia, CTH's Mellon Playwright-in-Residence. This piece was adapted, produced, and edited for audio theater by Eric Emma, and the sound design and mixing by Andy Stein. This is a Classical Theater of Harlem production recorded in collaboration with the Venus Radio Theater. Thank you again. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.